Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. You're listening to the Ticket Water Cooler, 93.7 The Ticket. Just had a great conversation about Dylan Riola. He commits to Ohio State. He will be a Buckeye. Still plenty of time, though, so heard a few Husker fans say that potentially maybe he comes to the transfer portal, maybe he changes his decision if Nebraska has a good season. Not entirely sure. Buck was in the other studio getting Brian Munson on. So I went ahead and did the intro, Buck. What do you think? Hey, there what do you, you say? go. Uh, not too bad, huh? Yeah, sounded pretty good. <laughs> Had a cover for you. By the way, Bob, if you're out there listening to, we had to drop you. Uh, call back <laughs> in the next segment. Uh, we we're got, we got Brian Munson here as our uh, weekly guest. And a very exciting week, again, to bring you on, as Nate was saying, is uh, the sky is falling here in Huskerland as uh, Dylan Riola commits <laughs> to Ohio State. Uh, what uh, Initially, I, I guess the, the number one question I have is why now? Why did he make this decision um, going into his junior year? Well, I mean, it's the cycle, it's the window of time that, you know, that class typically or that position, I guess I should say, really tries to secure their spot. Look, look, the quarterback position is different. Um, there's only so many, you know, five-star, four-star guys. And basically a lot of programs around the nation are all after the same, you know, eight, nine, ten guys. And, you know, you could think of, you could say two guys off the top of your head in the 2024 class, you know, with Rayola and Manning. And those are two guys right now that are going to basically set up the landscape for how the other quarterbacks are going to get recruited, basically, in that class. Because they are going, once those guys fall, it's a, it's a domino reaction. You'll, you'll see teams jump in and try to grab, and try to get on other guys late because they're trying to prove that, that, you know, that Rayola and or Manning were their guy. Um, and, and it's just, there's, there's only, there's a, there's a window of time here typically before the junior year where it's kind of, oh, you need to need to think about getting into your class plus getting, picking your school and doing the stuff. Plus, you know, you got typical early enrollers. They'll, they'll be in school. They'll be in college and in seven months, you know, they'll be, they'll be enrolling in college. So um, that's really the reason why And Ohio state really isn't, this isn't a surprise. I think we've talked about it. I mean, he was cutting Rayola was cutting people loose off of Twitter. He had stopped following all the Nebraska staff, stopped following me, stopped, stop, stop following all the other additional, basically Nebraska media, except for a couple people who he has, his dad have personal relationships with. Um, and he had just kind of, walked away from it all. This was the, the tea leaves were all out there. I mean, it was just, just a matter of kind of figuring out which way, where he was going to in Ohio state, you know, I, the way that it sounds, there's a, there's a, a big potential there for NIL. And it also sounds like Ohio state's not going to bring in a 2023 quarterback. So Nebraska, Nebraska, Nebraska fans are upset. This is a legacy kid that's going to another school, not only just another school, but, your Big Ten, you know, top competitor, not just on the field, but NIL is better than Nebraska. You know, Buckeyes have been in the in the playoffs, etc. They're getting under your skin, and and it's it's understandable. But but that scenario right there, 
comes down to NIL, and it also comes down to Ohio State telling them, we won't take a 2023 quarterback. And Nebraska has brought in three guys in January. They got William Watson on a commitment list in the 2022 class, and then they were trying to add, you know, a 2023 class, excuse me, and they were still trying to add a 2024 guy in Rayola. So that would have been five guys over a two-year span. Uh, Brian, I know you said, I want to touch on that. The 2023, not going to take a quarterback recruit a lot easier said than done. When push comes to shove, I'm, I'm assuming if a top rated quarterback wants to come Ohio state, they would take him. I could be wrong. Say that is the scenario that plays out. Dylan Riola pulls his commitment from Ohio state. Do you think him coming to Nebraska is then back in the realm of possibilities? Um, I mean, it never hurts that, that dad went there and uncle coaches there. Um, I think Nebraska, I think Nebraska was running pretty far behind other teams uh, when it comes to trying to get his services. Would he, would he take another look, particularly if Nebraska's turned things around and is winning a few games and, and they see some things kind of happen in there? Potentially. I just don't feel like Nebraska – I don't feel like Nebraska had showed very well in, in his book – and um, and that's that's tough. That's tough for Nebraska fans to kind of to kind of swallow. But get back to winning, and a lot of things kind of fall back into place. And uh, I I just I feel like that's going to be like area number one. And I'm not sure if there's really one season part of one season. You know, if that was to happen later on this fall, um, if that's going to be an, enough of a body of work to to, to really convince anyone. But but maybe possibly to get it because you're getting a better look at some of the offensive staff changes and the results that are, that are happening there in the win loss column. That's possible. But I, I, I think that I think number one, he's going to go to Ohio state. I, I don't think that there's going to be any, really any chances of him flipping. And I think number two, that even if, even if something did happen there, I, I don't, I don't think that that's going to open the door back up for Nebraska. And even if it does, it's not more than a crack. Yeah, sadly, we'd like to at least think that we're number two in this race. We might <laughs> we might be number fifteen or something, uh, or worse. Uh, but also, I, I did want to ask this because it, it it's fascinating because right when they announced the Donovan Riola hire, it was directly connected with the Dylan Riola hopes, right? Like setting up a package to try to get Dylan in. Um, as you look back at it now, do you do you do you still think like what percentage of that hire do you think Dylan was a factor in? Very small. Um, you know, Dylan had actually visited Nebraska prior to, to Donovan being hired. Um, I think Donovan and, and, and Scott had found each other, you know, some point, you know, uh, uh, past the, uh, the Greg Austin scenario and trying to figure out who the next guy was going to be. And I, it, it may have been in the back of some folks' minds that were up there in the stadium, but realistically, it's impossible to think for me at least that there, there would have been any type of uh, real suggestion there that if you brought in uncle, that it was going to, it was going to lead to nephew following um, that that's, it's pretty, it's pretty thin. Um, particularly when it starts talking about, you know, a guy that's a two sport athlete like Dylan is and where you start talking also about, how NIL plays into it, and also just about the scenario in which you're kind of trying to trying to recruit him. I mean, I don't think uh, you know having Uncle there as a, as an assistant coach was really going to get anybody to look beyond you know having four quarterbacks out of there in the last year or so. And what does that do for the competition 
you know, sitting there in front of you. And that, not that a guy like a quarterbacks, you know, not, not that a lot of quarterbacks in general are scared of competition. I mean, there's only one of those on the field at one at a single time, so they're they're, they're pretty much used to it. But I, you know, when he loaded up the room like that, and he's going to be number five there for two years, and that's the way that the the, the charts kind of looking and the rooms kind of looking, it just it, it doesn't help out and it doesn't look well. And uh, I, I just I, that that's I don't I don't think there was much. I don't think there was much consideration, if any, given when it came to hiring Donovan Riola to join uh, Frost staff uh, when it comes to the nephew. Brian, you mentioned all these quarterbacks. So what's kind of the focus now when it when it comes to Nebraska and it comes to recruiting? Well, and that's so interesting you brought that up because I had written an article because I'm busy tonight and it's going to come out on Wednesday, and I was like, I'm so surprised that we made it through the weekend without Dylan Riola committing to Ohio State. So now I got to go back and rewrite that. But <laughs> but even but even more than that, um, you know, I I think Nebraska number one has got to find on their current roster the right guy for the fall. That's the first thing. But I think that the interesting part that that I think is going to have to start changing here slowly, slowly but surely, is you're going to have to see some 2024 offers kind of trickle out. Um, you know, you got you got Kalen there in, in, in Omaha, and um, does he have an offer? Probably yes. Is it really an offer that Nebraska's kind of backed up with a, a whole ton of interest since the changes with the offensive staff? No, not really. He's not really been back to Lincoln, you know, essentially since, you know, the staff has changed over and all the junior days have started taking place since January. So I, I really feel like, and I put down, I think, four or five names in the upcoming story for tomorrow morning about guys I think that whip has either got contact with or guys that are generally speaking in the area that seem to kind of match the the style of ball that I think Nebraska wants to kind of run and kind of play uh but I think you're gonna have to see some new offers um and I'm not sure you know what's going to kind of be needed for some of those guys to get an offer is it is it going to require them showing up to a Friday night lights cap camp or or something along those lines to kind of get that offer going not sure. I mean, William Watson, you know, had this, this pre-existing relationship with whip and that's really what drove the Nebraska interest. So is there a guy like that out there outside of the one guy that I could really find for sure that had a pit offer before whip left? I, I don't know. Um, and, it, and it really gets, and that guy's got an Alabama offer now. He just picked it up. So it, it's, it's going to have to lead to some more offers for 2024 guys. And then, it really the matter the matter that comes down to like do you have enough to to make those offers during just the evaluation period or are you going to need to see those guys in camp? I I think a lot of people with just with the Dylan Royal hit today kind of wonder where um, the in the brand the end kind of when you walk into a recruits living room what that means. I used to kind of think regardless of coach because it seemed to be the case um, you know Nebraska you can kind of recruit into the top twenty five or you know somewhere uh, into the top twenty five just based on the brand alone. Do you think that that is fading these days? Obviously it's it's been as bad as it's been a long time as far as consecutive seasons not getting victories. I think the brand's actually still pretty strong. Um, I think it's really a matter of kind of finding the look. It, 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 is it hit and miss? Absolutely. But I mean, which programs really aren't, except for you know Ohio State and Alabama and and a few others. I I, I really feel like I really feel like you're going to have some pockets and some people that are more aware, and then you're going to have those that aren't. And and it's really a matter of kind of 
kind of being hit and miss in that area, it's not going to carry over the entire uh, the entirety of all the population in a single pocket of, 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 of geographic real estate. Um, it, it, it's taken a hit, certainly. And, and I, I know that Nebraska is still trying to figure out how to be relevant in Texas. Um, you know, now that they no longer play in the state of Texas and that should not be a, a, a worry. It shouldn't be a worry that they don't, you know, they aren't playing Pac-12 teams. There's no, you know, there's nothing like that going on. They should be recruiting those areas just as much as they are, say the 500, not necessarily the 500 miles, but the big 10 footprint as an example, or uh, just the, the Sunbelt areas. I mean, they're going to have to get out there and get, get in those pockets and figure it out. And they're going to have to start building this thing up in their credibility a little bit from the ground up. They're going to have to start getting back out there and, and doing the legwork and really, and really putting the elbow grease in there when it comes to the recruiting trail, particularly during these evaluation periods. It's so vital to them getting that kind of traction in those areas of, of being able to recruit those areas. But they've got that in Georgia and they have that in certain pockets of, of, uh, of Florida. And they've even got it in some pockets of Alabama and New Jersey and, and some areas where it just doesn't make sense geographically to kind of stare at it and go, okay, what's the deal? Well, it comes down to connections through the staff. It comes down to just the time being spent there by the staff. And that's what they're going to have to get back to a little bit of hard work on the, on the recruiting trip. Brian, you know, I got to ask, how are we looking in the transfer portal? We've heard that Nebraska is still kind of has their sights on the portal, maybe trying to add a couple guys before before we start here fall camp. What are we looking at, and is there anyone that you could see maybe committing here soon? So, you know, the two guys that we knew that were going to get in that we talked about a week or two ago, Devin Drew and O'Shawn Mathis, those guys are, those guys are in. Um, there's two official visitors this weekend, Kane Williams and Stephon Wynn, both Alabama guys. Uh, uh, Williams is a defensive back, probably more of a safety than he is a true corner, and wins a, a defensive lineman. Um, really, I think that he's the number one target, really, for Nebraska to kind of finish up what's kind of going on, you know, in the defensive line space for their, their portal transfer activity. And then Williams is a guy I think that Nebraska realizes all the value that's there, and, and they're really understanding now that you know they need to get into a situation where they have a certain amount of people available so they can get into some rotations and keep some guys fresh. So both those guys will be in for official visits this weekend. I would say it looks very good, you know, with both of them. Um, but I'll be very interested to hear and uh, and see how their weekend how the weekend goes and what their take takeaways are from the official visit. But you know, after this, we kind of start getting back into high school guys making their way into Lincoln uh, for official visits, which will actually then kick off with a, a pair of Kansas City guys. And we have that all all the official visitor stuff minus the portal transfer guys. That's all been updated and is actually pretty fluid right now over there on rivals.com on Husker Husker online. So I would go give that one a look and make sure you understand about who's coming in here very, very soon. Yeah. Fascinating stuff. Again, he's Brian Munson of Husker online joins us every Tuesday at this time. Thanks once again, Brian, for taking some time out of your day. Sounds good guys. We'll see you soon. All right. There he goes. Brian Munson of Husker online. Uh, great day to have him on. It just kind of worked oh, out yeah. perfectly. I think, I think that was part <laughs> of Dylan Riola's uh, deal was he was trying to help us out. So, okay, if I do this Monday night and Tuesday, Brian comes on, Brian yeah. can give us all the insight. <laughs> yeah. Nebraska might not even be top two, even though he stopped following Brian Munson. Now that ain't right. That's not cool. Dylan. I, That's I, where we draw a the lot line. of people that are getting frustrated. <laughs> and I said, well, you can't hate a 16 year old. 
But I mean, if you stop following Brian Munson, what are you doing? <laughs> messing up. That's there. where we draw the line on the <laughs> yeah. ticket water cooler. Can't do that. Uh, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, 2003 is our year in review. It's a fun one and an interesting one. We'll talk about that next year on the Ticket Water Cooler.